What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Philly Four Court Press. I'm your host, Big T. Will. I got my man, Mr. Producer Extraordinaire, Robert Brown, the headless one. What's up, RV? What's happening, man? Feeling good. Feeling good, man. I feel like we haven't talked in forever, but it's only been a week. <laughs> <laughs> it does feel like that. It feels like we haven't we haven't spoken forever. You know what it is? It's the late nights. You know, our Sixers went on that West Coast trip, and we sent them off with uh, good graces. And so far, they haven't let us down. Um, they're two and zero on the West Coast trip. They uh, had both both games scored over 120 points against both LA teams. And that was a beautiful thing. Coming off that tremendous victory against the Miami Heat. And, uh, you know, a couple of things we're going to touch in uh, this episode, man. We're going to we got a special guest, you know, uh, beat writer for the 76ers, Austin Krell, going to hop on, a uh, friend of the show. And we're going to jump into the bench a little bit because it's still all about the bench. No matter how we look at it, these next couple of games, Going into the playoffs is all about the bench. And, you know, Austin's put some stuff out on social media. And, you know, we, we got to discuss it. We definitely got to discuss it. So um, we'll get into that. And we're also going to get into uh, the way uh, Harden and Embiid are starting to play. Because, uh, you know, I was shook when I saw the Miami game that they both weren't playing. I definitely was shook. Uh, RB, you was a little hesitant as well, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, but, who who expected that type of a game when, with both of those guys out? It's kind of like it's like a whole game of just playing with house money. Yeah, yeah. And thankfully, the house won. So, uh, you know, it's starting to shape up, Rob. It's starting to shape up. Yo. Before we get any further, okay, before we dive into all this, all right, I got to, first of all, you know, applaud everybody who is on social media voting in the best Philly sports podcast bracket challenge for Philly Full Court Press. We have made it to the final four, and right now we're leading in the final four to get to the finals of a bracket that Rob and I had no idea that existed. <laughs> <laughs> and just the, the overall uh, love and support for us, man, we appreciate it. Thank you kindly. Thank you very much. And, uh, you know, Rob, not for nothing, now that we got this far, I kind of want to win this thing. How about you? Oh, yeah, we're here now. I mean, <laughs> at, at first it was just, you know, like, you know, let's vote for it and see how far we can get. We're a lower seed. Um, we we just kept on dancing. It's just getting fun at this point. Yeah, man. Like you know, I want to I want to see this thing through now. So, uh, Rob and I've been kicking around a lot of uh, gift ideas. You know, we're going to try to to uh, give away a lot of different gifts, and um, you know, just to show our appreciation to uh, to you guys. And uh, it's funny though because you know it's like in a movie. I heard this. Quote in a movie. I'm quoting a movie. He said, "If I could get this kind of turnout in in uh, in study hall, this would be uh, remarkable." <laughs> so, so I'm, you know, people might know that movie. So I'm gonna say, if we could get this uh, kind of turnout on our uh, 
downloads and responses, <laughs> this would be incredible. You know what I'm saying? But uh, no, nah, we appreciate it very much, man. And, it, and it's been fun. It's definitely been fun. Um, so that being said, uh, right now, this segment is brought to you by uh, Lisk Landscaping Innovations. Hey, listen, man. It is spring. It's, the time is here. The weather is breaking. Hit my man Steve up, 856-931-LISK. He will keep your backyard dry. He'll make sure the drainage is properly done. And by the way, if you like sitting out night, sitting outside at night under the stars, fire pits, you know, during the day, barbecues, get the grill going, have that nat, that nice relaxing backyard, he'll take care of you. Mark my words, he'll take care of you. So hit my man up, uh, Lisk Land of uh, Lisk and Landscaping Innovations, 856-931-LISK, and he will definitely take care of you. Hey Rob, um, Let's start with the Lakers game. So the Sixers won the Lakers game, 126-121. I would say it's a come-out game for uh, Tobias Harris because I think this this was his best overall game since Harden's been here. You know, he had 20 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, 36 minutes. Very productive, both sides of the court, very aggressive, and he didn't miss those bunny layups that we're accustomed to. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, I was going to give him a, you know, give him his due respect to finally get 20. I feel like it's been forever. But, um, you know, it's still kind of not like, wow, this is like that coming out game, like you said, because it's 20 points and 36 minutes in a tight game with the Lakers. And, I mean, this is what I expect. Like, this is – it should be an expectation. I'm not going to sit here and act like he's doing something out of this world, though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. This is how you're supposed to play, though. Get involved. Get, you know, he's got seven rebounds, five assists, and, you know, 20 points. And we will take that. We will absolutely be grateful for that on a consistent basis. I'm not going to, you know, every once in a while, that's not going to get me out of my seat. Yeah, it, that's, let, let's be real. This game here is kind of the expectations that Sixer fans had when you added Harding. The the thing that would have got you out of your seat is seeing Maxi dropping 21 along with Embiid's 30, along with Harden's 24. Mm-hmm. So now you got four guys scoring over 20 points, four guys that are giving you production out of your starting five. That's what Sixer fans envisioned once the trade went down. They didn't envision... Tobias Harris giving you 12 points, 14 points, 9 points, 2 points, 1 for 10 shooting, 9 points through 3 quarters, missed layups, missed jumpers. It's like, how much time do you need? It Because it didn't take no time for Maxie, none. And Maxie's, you know, I think he's hit a, a small wall here and there, but he's responded to next game. Tobias Harris hasn't had that response next game, next game, next game. It's been every three, four games. And even still hasn't been enough. And then what I'm explaining, what I'm trying to tell you is he had that great game against the Lakers. Then he comes out against the Clippers and he gives you 12 points. 12 points, two rebounds, two assists. 
where's the consistency? Especially from him. Especially from him. And Maxi, you know, Maxi gave you 11 and 5. But his 11 and 5 was a, loud, a, a lot louder than his 12 and 2. Rob, what am I missing here with Tobias Harris? What am I missing? We're just missing somebody to put in that spot. they are waiting for next year to do it, I feel like, because this is it for him. I mean, even if he comes out in the playoffs and, you know, plays like we expected him to play all along, it's too little too late, I feel like. And uh, it's run his course here in Philly for him. And I feel like he's just not only lost a step, but he's not confident. It seems like he's shying away from a lot of shots and knows he can't hit a lot of shots consistently. And it's a detriment right now because you never know what Tobias Harris you're going to get. And the the worst part is you don't know what you're going to get and you have to play him 30 plus minutes a game. So you don't have a choice what you're going to get with him. So it's, it, it's, it's terrible. It's scary. It's scary because when you get a good Tobias Harris, this team rolls. This team rolls. This team is is fundamentally sound when he when you get a good Tobias Harris. This up and down Tobias Harris is is not is not ideal. Now, granted, you know what helped the Sixers win that Lakers game because there was a lot of breakdowns. You know, Malik Monk shouldn't score twenty three points against you. Dwight Howard shouldn't score twenty four points against you. There was a lot of breakdowns. Stanley Johnson shouldn't score 13 points against you. So we're going to talk about that. The good in that Lakers game is the Sixers overall shot 51% from the field. The bad is they shot under 80% from the foul line. We're not used to that. Sixers are averaging 88 to 90% from the foul line since Harden's been here. They had 26 assists, which is good. They had seven turnovers, which was great. But you still got your butt kicked on the boards. How are we letting Dwight Howard beat us on the boards? And they shot 37% from three, which was kind of ugly. But in that Lakers game, the threes they did hit were key. They were they came at key moments, so they were big three. So you kind of overlook, you know, how they shot from the from three in that game. You know what I'm saying, Rob? Yeah, I couldn't agree more about why we why that game was as close as it was. But on the road, West Coast, you kind of just got to take care of business. So however way you can. How I look at it is that defensively we are rough, like as a defensive team all around because you can easily find mismatches. And in the NBA, a mismatch is going to get exploited as many times as you allow it to happen. So if you're going to keep putting a certain guy on someone that's hot, and they're, even if you have them off ball, they're going to get a screen. They're going to get that mismatch. So when you're getting switched off to Tobias Harris, and the thing about Tobias Harris is that if he was playing like solid defense all the way around, we'd be a little less upset about you know, the other things, but it's, it's an easy mismatch, especially when we're already looking ahead to teams that in the playoffs that we know are going to be able to score ISO ball. And it's when that time comes around, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be scary to have him one-on-one with a lot of scores in this league. I mean, it was, and, and look, it was good to see him get out on the run because he caught a couple of alley-oops from Maxie in mm-hmm. that game. 
you know, and that, and that's what I'm talking about. You know, Harris has if if you want to get him, if you want to get involved in the game, get out on the break, get out on the break, get the see see the ball go through the hoop, and that's what he needs to do. And he didn't do that against the Clippers game. It's just it's just mind boggling, man. Just mind boggling. Um, I appreciate I appreciate Matisse's activity lately. These last two games, his activity's been up. Um, I still would like to see him be consistent as well. As much as I kill Harris, we gotta kill Matisse too. Like we we need Matisse at least ten points a game, and giving us two points in twenty five minutes as a starter, that's not gonna work. That's not gonna work. I don't care what PJ Tucker did with uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee had firepower. Our firepower is limited. That's the difference. P.J. Tucker gave Milwaukee 3.3 points a game in the playoffs, but he played solid defense. Their, their scoring came from the, the, form, the, the former MVP in Giannis, who had a better Tobias Harris next to him in Middleton, and an active point guard, and a great bench that scored. So his scoring didn't really mean much. Matisse's scoring for this team means much. It means a lot. That makes sense, Rob? It makes a lot of sense. And I'm starting to feel with Matisse Thibel that we've put him such uh, in a box when it comes to, like, this guy's an elite defender. He's our defender. He's our defender. That we're kind of letting him slide a little bit with not taking the shots he needs to take and being more aggressive offensively. Like, you're, you're a starter in the NBA. I mean, I, the defense is one side of the ball. You need to be a two-way player and realize that, hey, if I have the ball in my hand, I need to be a threat scoring so they can't sag off me. We saw how it you know, affects teams when you have a player that's clearly not a scorer that you can sag off and cheat to another, def- to another uh, player like James Harden or cheat over to you know, Joel Embiid. It's like you have to have a threat on all five roles of that team to score. And that's the only way that we're going to be able to uh, contend is with him scoring. With him scoring, it's it's rolling. We're rolling, like you said. The same thing about Tobias Harris. It's just a, it's it's a thing that gets us pumped up. Um, he finds good ways to score sometimes, but it's just like the still a lack of aggression there and confidence. But I feel like that'll come. Um, not maybe not this year, but in the next couple of years. But we do need him to to score a little bit more consistently. I like to see Drew Hanlon take uh, Matisse under his wing in the summertime. We have no Olympics to worry about. So, you know, that's just my thought. So we'll we'll see what happens. Hey, coming up, man, we're going to talk to my man from the uh, Sixers, uh, Austin Crow. We're going to jump into this uh, bench discussion. We're going to bring it to the pod because uh, Austin and I have been going back and forth a little bit about it. So uh, that and so much more in this edition of Philly Full Court Press. Stay with us, fam. Grab your drinks. We'll be back after these quick commercial breaks. Did you know the majority of failed patios and landscaping happens because of improper drainage? Lisk Landscape is an award-winning landscape architecture firm that understands the importance of drainage and stormwater management to help provide longevity for your next dream landscape project. Keep your landscaping looking its best all year round. Call Lisk Landscape for a free estimate at 856-931-LISK or visit us online for landscaping ideas at LISKlandscape.com. Hey, it's Cuz hanging on the full court press. I love this podcast, my man T. Will. And let me tell you, is there anything better than basketball and some primo hoagies? 
I'm sorry. It's the greatest, all right? So I get my full core press, and I get my primo, and then I watch my 10, 9, 8, 76ers. It's the greatest in the world. Let me tell you about primo hoagies. Using only the finest Thuman meats and cheeses made fresh to order, all right? They got that seeded roll, which is the key to the sandwich. See, the roll of the bread, it's always about the filthy bread, always about it. And that bread is baked fresh in store every couple hours. I'm telling you, it's the key to an amazing sandwich. I've known Primo's since they were the original on Britney Street, now over 80 locations across the Delaware Valley alone. It is the greatest, and it's why I've always said it's not just a hoagie. Uh-uh. It's a primo. So do yourself a favor when you're watching ball, whether it be Sixers or March Madness, make sure you go to primohoagies.com. Look for the nearest incredible primo and uh, get yourself some heaven. Get exclusive player photos, team videos, and more with the official Sixers mobile app. Download the app for free at Sixers.com slash app. Hey, guys, this is uh, Sixers writer Tom Moore. You're listening to my guy, T-Will, on Philly Full Court Press. All right, everybody, welcome back. T-Will, RB, sitting there. And uh, as I stated, man, we got uh, a special guest, Mr. Austin Krill, who covers the Sixers. And, uh, you know, friend of the show. And Austin and I have been going back and forth a little bit about the bench. We know the theme. It's all about the bench. And joining us on the Primo Hoagies hotline is Austin. What's going on, Mr. Krell? What's going on, T-Will? Thanks for having me, as always. Uh, I think you're going to be in for a uh, – I don't think your Tar Heels are going to win much of anything this year. But uh... <laughs> Oh, we starting like that. See, I, I actually uh, – <laughs> <laughs> was uh, very uh, combinating to uh, Villanova. And, and, you know, you and Mike are grads from there. And I was going to say congratulations on making it to the Final Thank Four. You. Thank you. You know, Thank but, you know, you chose violence early. So, you know what? I hope you get beat by uh, Kansas or Miami. How about that? Just because you chose violence early. <laughs> well, I mean, Justin Moore tore his Achilles last night, it looks like. So, you might be right. <clears throat> and Gillespie's still hurt. He's banged up. Listen, it's it's one of these days. Maybe UNC will become a real basketball program with Villanova. We'll see. I don't know, man. Listen, we just don't have. We have the second most titles in NCAA history. Uh, oh yeah. We have. I, I mean, the list goes on and on. ACC banner titles. Uh, you know, greatest player of all time coming from our school. What? Excuse me. Okay. Are, you disre- are you disrespecting uh, Mr. Nike himself? <laughs> Do not disrespect Mr. 23 on this show. Anybody born in the 90s should not even talk about what Michael Jordan has done for the NBA because you don't know. You just don't know. Period. You shouldn't even speak about that. I expect, you know what? I actually expect that from you. <laughs> Listen, all I know is 
Walt Chamberlain didn't score 100 if it didn't happen on tape. No, God, here you go. Listen, man, let's let's just get on with it because you you start. I'm starting to reach for my Tylenol bottle with you already. So you put out a couple pieces that caught my eye, caught my attention, and um, it's all it's basically they've been both pieces were about the Sixers bench, which we know is god awful, and but it was in one particular player from the Sixers bench, and it was DeAndre Jordan. Now. DeAndre Jordan, I wasn't really a big fan of the signing, but I understand why they did it. And it was just so – it's the irony of the NBA, and, and it's just so Philadelphia, the time where they make a decent trade and get a, a caliber player like James Harden, and then no one shakes loose in, in uh, free agency or, I mean, in, um, in uh, the buyout market. I mean, it was just—it was just like so Philly. Like you, you got you got all hyped up because you because you sworn you're going to get something good out of the buyout market, and then one got bought out. So we get DeAndre Jordan, and Austin, you've been killing DeAndre Jordan, and I'm just curious why are you focused so hard on DeAndre Jordan on his short stint here and not the entire bench itself all season. So I want to make one thing clear first, um, because I, I know this is a common perception when somebody attacks a certain player. I don't mean to attack him. I mean, he is what he is. Um, what, I, what, what I would say is this. I'm not saying that he's at fault because he is what he is at this point. It's more I'm, I'm, I'm critical of Doc Rivers for continuing to, continuing to throw him out there. Um, I, I just think you look at the – the numbers of him on the floor, like, and, and I, I understand that it's, he, he's part, he's, he's one guy in a five man lineup on, on the floor, but what is his role with, uh, you know, with, uh, with this team, it's to be a, a decent rim protector and, you know, help perturb the, the opponent from scoring at the rim. And it's also to catch lobs. And that's really all you're asking him to do. Well, what if I told you that opponents with him on the floor are shooting 76.1% at the rim? Now, that's obviously an absurd number. It can't happen. There's also an element to this where you say, well, that can't be all on him because he can't get to every shot. Sometimes you have to rely on your perimeter guys to cut off angles and, and beat guys to spots and prevent drill penetration. That's fair. But when you look up and down this roster, right, there are not, there's, there's just isn't a, a plentiful amount of wing depth to, to, to throw out there as credible defenders. You do, however, have three other guys playing backup center minutes. So is it more reasonable to critique a very thin uh, wing position or say, hey, Doc, why are you playing this guy who can't stop anybody at the rim when you have three other centers on the roster? Yeah, fair point. Uh, very fair point. However, we know uh, Doc Rivers' M.O. It's always been his M.O. He doesn't play young guys. Um, and having Bassey and and Paul Reed, you know, I, I'd like to see Bassey a little bit just to see what the kid can bring. Um, I think I, me personally, I've seen enough of Paul Reed. I know there's so people out there glamming for him, but you know, what he does in garbage time minutes still doesn't 
wow me because when he has gotten the opportunity, he hasn't taken advantage of it. So I think the, the, the opponent would shoot more, if not equal to what they are now with Paul Reed on the court instead of DeAndre Jordan. Is that fair? Yeah, I, I think it is fair. I would counter that with number one. Um, it's all about mitigating the damage that you can mitigate within you know, 10 minutes or so per game. Mm-hmm. And are you, I mean, sure, you, you know, Reed may pick up a, a couple of fouls here and there um, you know, that, are, that are silly fouls. That could certainly happen. I also think, you know, Bassey could do that as well. I think, you know, what it comes down to is you have two young guys on that bench who are licking their chops to get into a game, are spry or fresh, um, are young. And when it comes down to it in, in terms of defending uh, in space, which is what the playoffs are going to be for this team, is how, finding ways to defend in space without him beat on the floor. Um, you have to find guys that can move from one spot to another so that way if a pass is made or if a guy changes directions or if a guy changes speeds, you can recover and stay in front of the guy. Jordan just can't do it anymore. He just doesn't have it in his body from what I've seen. And the one thing I will blame Jordan specifically for is that um, there were a couple of plays against the the Clippers the other night. And, and really in general, um, this has been more so in general, but uh he doesn't really jump to contest shots. Like he doesn't really put in maximum effort to contest shots. He'll put, he'll step up to the, he'll, he'll step up to the guy and put a hand up, but he won't actually leave the ground and try to get a hand on the ball. Other night there were loose balls. He was right in front of, he didn't die for it and go for it. And I mean, most veterans don't do that, but when you're playing in a minimal role like that, um, that's kind of part of the expectation is that you, you, that you, you know, you give your body um, to, to help, your team get extra possessions. So, I mean, you know, the skill is, is what it is. He's not versatile the way that he used to be. Um, his, his lob threat prowess is gone. Basically you can't really throw anything to him because you can't catch anything. Um, so, I mean, it's, he's a nice locker room guy. He can cer- certainly devour rebounds when they're near him, but I, I think there's a lot left on the floor when, um, when you're playing with him. And I mean, Look at the other night. The Clippers are up 20 when MB leaves the game. MB comes back, they're up nine. Like they're going to hemorrhage it, points. Yeah, is um, that DeAndre Jordan's fault, though? Because he only played 15 minutes of that game. Uh, and, you know, the, uh, again, like you said, this is more on Doc than the player. Right. So I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not necessarily saying, I'm saying that part of it, in some ways, is his fault because he can control his effort. But the part where he just phys- physically can't stay in front of guys anymore, that's not his fault. The, the, that, that, that part is Doc has to recognize that and has to say, look, DJ, you're my guy. I love you. We know whatever. But for the betterment of the team, we have to, you know, you have, you're at the set on the bench and, you know, we're going to have to play these young guys. But Doc won't do that. Um, Doc's going to ride with his guys. It's, mm-hmm. you know, there, there was literally an article published years ago about how that was his downfall with the Clippers, and that's what part part, part of what got him fired is he didn't uh, he didn't go to Zubac when uh, when when uh, what's the guy's name Trez couldn't stay on the floor and mm-hmm. they lost the series. Yeah. yeah, so Doc's 
own stubbornness and refusal to make rotational adjustments, uh, adjustments and stay loyal to his guys has cost him a job once already. And what, where, where is the evidence that it's going to get much better? I mean, for, for all we know, the only reason Maxi's flourished this year and gotten minutes is because Ben held out. What if Ben didn't hold out? What if Ben came back and played? I mean, where would Maxi be right now? You know? Um, yeah. Are you so, playing a video game by chance? No, I'm not. I just have another app on my computer in the background. Oh, okay. All right, good. That's all I have. <laughs> I thought you were playing. I thought you're setting up your uh, fi- your starting five for uh, NBA 2K or something. <laughs> no, nah, I don't play 2K. I, I, I was actually about to write a column, but you, you, you got me. <laughs> okay. Hey, listen, man. Um, Doc stubbornness could hinder the Sixers, and and Rob and I have touched that uh, throughout the season, as well as Mike. How do you see his rotation? going into the playoffs because pretty much after the Milwaukee game, he can do a, he can give Embiid and Harden some good rest. Yeah. Going Um, into the, going into the, going into the playoffs, how are you seeing his rotation? Because I'm seeing as Niang and then Jordan. I think you'll probably see some Danny Green minutes if they want to go bigger. Um, but I, I think you're probably going to be looking at Niang, uh, Jordan, and then like maybe Shake. Um, I don't think you're going to see Furkan all that much. Um, and, you know, I, 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 I think they'll probably play it by hot hand. I mean, last year you saw um, game two against the Hawks. Shake comes in, in the fourth quarter and wins them that game, and then Shake was in the rotation the rest of the series. So I think it's, you know, uh, playing the hot hand and figuring out what you what you have. But I, I don't think that uh, their offense is going to be the problem this year. I think it's going to be defensively. And I look at their depth, I don't know that they have a ton of depth, def- you know, anyway. So um, it may be very much they just live with, live and die with what they have. It may be that they try to sneak a couple minutes out of this guy or that guy, maybe, you know, per- probably Danny Green, I would think. Um, but, you know, you, you'll you'll have to see how it goes. I think right now, uh, if you had to ask me, I think I would say I'm probably lower on the Sixers than most um, just because I, I, I think they're going to have a lot of problems against, um, you know, an Eastern Conference that has a lot of wings and, you know, shot creators that can do that can do things on the perimeter. Like, sure, Giannis is Giannis is going to be a problem for everybody, but Chris Middleton problematic. Um, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown problematic. Um, never mind that the Celtics have been playing outstanding defense, but uh, about Kyrie, Kevin Durant problem. You know, there's there's older. This is a Eastern Conference is a lot more competitive this year. Uh, than it was last year, and it's better this year than it, than it has been in many years. So um, I think they have a lot of offensive talent, but I, I, I'm very, very, very low on their defense. Uh, yeah, uh, somewhat agree, but when we were high on their defense, they didn't do anything with that, as we saw. Fair. So I'm looking more like, you know, I want to see other teams try to score with us. Because as much as the, the the playoffs comes to a half court game, we have probably 
top five best half court player in NBA history with Harding. And hopefully, you know, hamstring holds up. He's healthy. And he can give you that work that they need in the half court game. So with with that, I'm looking more as, okay, we're not the, the Sixers aren't the defensive team that they have been in the past, but they're a lot better on offense. So let's see the other teams try to keep up with the scoring pace that Doc potentially could have with the uh, 76ers. See, I, I kind of think that their they're, they're scoring is way better than it's been in the past with the caveat that, number one, Harden has to not be the Harden that he's been for Lately. the last two weeks. And then um, you know, your shooting has to be there. Like, they, they, if they play like they played the other night against the Clippers, they'll be fine. Um, or how they did the first five games with Harden, they'll be fine. But against Denver, there is some variance there. Um, you know, against the Nets, they couldn't make anything. Um, you know, there, there is some certainly some downside to their offense. And I think Harden's – some of Harden's uh, tendencies in terms of the step-back jumpers, um, I think some of his tendencies on offense and the, 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 the downside of his play – kind of bleeds into their defense because when he's taking those step back threes and he's missing short and his long rebounds off the rim for the defense, they're already out and running. And then that, and that gets you out in your transition defense and, and they're not good in transition. So I think they're going to, you know, given that the, given the pieces around Harden, they're going to have to almost play. I don't want to say perfectly, but they're going to, I mean, he's going to, he won't be able to have too many bad games and, and in order for them to get to where they want to go. Yeah, the, here, here, here it is. We're going to wrap this up in, excuse me, in a nutshell. To, to give DeAndre Jordan help on the when he's on the court with that second unit. Tobias Harris, uh, Matisse Thybul, uh, Danny Green. If he's on the court, they got to crash the boards. Mm-hmm. You got to You got to crash the boards and keep teams to one one shot. Because there's too many times, too many opportunities where these these other teams are getting second and third chance opportunities to score, and that's just killing that's just killing the second unit. And we've been seeing it. They gotta crash the boards. They can't you can't expect old DeAndre Jordan to do it by himself as you laid out perfectly. Mm-hmm. So that's number one. Number two, to keep the pressure on these teams and having the good harding. You're going to have to not beg for these fouls. Mm-hmm. So when James Harden is going to the hole and he doesn't get fouled, he's got to get back on defense yep. because the Sixers' transition defense isn't great. When mm-hmm. Joel Embiid gets double teamed and he doesn't get the foul, he can't sit there and scream with his hands up in the air like we saw the other night and then complain about it to get teed up. The yeah. transition defense hasn't been here all season. So you want to have to finagle yourself to slow the other team's runs down. And also to get out on the break. Get out on the break. They look so good in these two games against L.A. out on the break. Get out on the break. Get Matisse diving to the rim. Keep Actually, I shouldn't say get Matisse diving to the rim. Keep him diving to the rim. And keep Harris diving down the middle of the court. You get the Sixers out on the break, it makes the game so much easier. 
so much easier. Yeah. So, hey, awesome, yeah, I mean, man. Go, go ahead. Right. Actually, I forgot what I was gonna say. I'm the king of I'm the I'm the king of forgetting what I'm gonna say. Every time they call, every time I raise my hand at a press conference and I get called on, I forget my question every time. Is that why Doc be yelling at you? All the time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, also let everyone know where they can find you, brother. You can find me on Twitter at NBA Krell. I cover the Sixers for the painted lines, and I'm also an NBA writer for USA Today. Find me there. I also cover I also have a podcast about the Sixers called the feed to mb find me on twitter there as well uh yeah that's about it hey listen man that's my man also Krell. join us on philly full court press i'm your host big t will that's my man robert brown we'll be back after these quick commercial breaks yo what's up fellas this is anthony gargano now listen why wait for a vacation when you can have a vacation anytime in your own backyard i gotta tell you about my guy Stephen from Lisk Landscaping Innovations. Stephen Lisk and his team specialize in stormwater management to help you achieve a dry outdoor living space. Now, Steve offers exquisite outdoor living from pavilions and kitchens and fireplaces and so much more. To Steve, your backyard is more than a space. It's a living, baby. You want to be living large. And you can be. So if you want that dream backyard you've always envisioned, call Stephen Lisk, 856-931-5475. That's 856-931-5475. You can reach out on Instagram, at Stephen Lisk, or LiskLandscape.com, and set up your consultation. Sign up now for Sixers Camps presented by Rothman. Are you ready? Learn the fundamentals of basketball from Philadelphia 76ers players, staff, and coaches. Good shot. There you go. Give me five. From the ages of 5 to 17, Sixers Camp programs meet the needs of all skill levels. Sign up now at SixersCamps.com or call 610-668-7676. One, two, three, six. Hey, Vito's. Hey, yo. You want two steaks? Hold on. Cheese steak. Cheese steak. Coming on. Coming on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, we got burgers. Hey, what's a burger? What does he want? A burger. We got the cheese steak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the awesome. cheese steak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're both good. Forget about it. Drop the phone. What, what, what do you want? Cheese steak or you want a burger? Hey, what's he want? Burger. Hey, Pop, he wants a cheese steak and a burger on one bus. What does he want? We do that? We don't do that. We don't, we don't do that. Yo, yo, Austin Carell here. You know me covering the Sixers for the Painted Lines. You're listening to Philly Full Court Press by the one and only Big T-Wheel. All right, man, welcome back. Yo, Big T-Wheel, Rob Brown over there doing his thing. Uh, still without his headphones, can't find them. Don't know where they're at. It's all good. We'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, yo, shout out to my man Austin jumping on. Uh, always fun, always entertaining, uh, and brings up valid points. And, uh, you know, definitely you'll be back on again. Hey, Rob, and we said that we're going to look at the uh, upcoming schedule. We're going to look at how the uh, Sixers play out. The Sixers are in first place, Rob. They're in first place going into a game against the number one team in the NBA, the Phoenix Suns, without Chris Paul, 60-14. and 14. 
is their record. They have 60 wins already, and we haven't even finished March yet. <laughs> Yo, that is silly. They're a tough ball club, man. This is a big game for Philly because Miami's on a three-game losing streak. Percentage points, uh, the Sixers are above Milwaukee. And the Boston Celtics are the hottest team in the NBA. They've won nine out of their last ten games. And they're not just winning games. They're destroying teams. Absolutely destroying teams. So there is no room for a letdown. And the Sixers potentially, excuse me, potentially could run the table after these next two games. They have a back-to-back, pretty much. You got the Suns, and you're off Monday, and then you got the Milwaukee Bucks on Tuesday. Uh From that point on, you have the Pistons, the Hornets, the Cavaliers, the Pacers, the Raptors, the Pacers, the Pistons. You got to run the table, Rob. Have to. You have to. You have to set. You have to come into the playoffs with that type of momentum. I can't believe it's almost here. Yo, it's as Harden said. It's go time, right? This is it. This is the stretch. This is when. This is what we've been waiting for. This <laughs> is it. <laughs> it's really here, man. It is. Yo, I'm we, excited. I'm getting giddy. I'm getting giddy because the playoffs is here. I feel you. Know you. What I'm saying. I told a friend of the show, uh, Gargano, maybe to everyone else, this is all good. My season don't start till the second round. Oh, yeah. Game one, second round, that's when my season starts. Let's go. Because I'm still a little bitter over that heartbreak last year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Still, still bitter. I ain't going to lie. Still bitter. And if things shape up, the way they are right now and our first someone said to me on social media they don't like this the way it's shaping up because we potentially could have the nets first round i do not want the nets first round why 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 are you scared of the nets i'm not scared of the nets i just don't want to have that's such an emotional series like that that's that's going to take out more than just a regular series against say um charlotte or cleveland like that's going to be a series where it's going to be it's going to be a battle, man. I just don't want to do that first round. I'm not saying we won't win, but I'm saying that it's going to be a lot. Then they'll have to walk into second round potentially against someone, say, like maybe Boston. Boston. That's just Yes. Give it to me. Give it to me. Oh, God. It's just <laughs> two. Those are two teams where, like, there's more. It's about more than basketball. Hey, listen, with the playoff tournament, with the playoff tournament, um, the play in tournament, I should say. The Hawks could get that first round. That I want. That that is what I really want. You know what I'm saying? I want to send them out of their first round. So, I mean, anything can shape up. That's why I said let it play out. Let it play out. And and you know, shout out to our guy Daryl. Daryl, he hit me up and was like, um, uh, the way this is playing, do you want? Do you really want the number one seed? Yes, I do. I want the number one C. You always want the number one C. You always want home court advantage with the best fans in the NBA. Period. Right. Our fans was not going to come. We do not come to games with letdowns. We bring it. It's up to the team to match our intensity. 
It's true. So, look, man. Like Rob said, it, it's 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 here. <laughs> it's here. We after Tuesday night, it's basically here, and and there ain't no excuses, no excuses, not one. Run, run through this mother father, get that one seed, and let's go, and let's let's go to work. It's time to go to work. Hey Rob, does Harden play forty plus minutes? Easily. All right, and B play forty plus minutes. That depends on the shape up of the game, I feel like. If needed, yeah. Okay. What is you worrying about then? Yeah, I, I'm just trying to, like I said, I'm looking forward. So even though you're thinking, you know, first round, we're going to blow through them. Second round, we're in. But that still takes, I want it to be the easiest route possible to get to those big games that are really going to matter and really put us over the edge. Because we it's not like our guys are, have been a hundred percent all season long. They've been nicked up, banged up through the season, you know, hardened with the hamstring all the time. You don't want them to have to play seven game series, seven game series, seven game series. We want, you know, I, I want like a four or five. Like I want to kind of get some time off because it's going to matter. We had, we had that these last four or five years and, and we still got eliminated in the second round. But and that, real quick, because we didn't have a Harden. <laughs> All right, so we didn't have Harden, but we were up in the series. At, uh, I can re- I can recall outside the Boston series where we got bounced in the second round. We've been we've pretty much took control of the series, especially last series, and we blew it. Atlanta came in here, stole Game One. Sixers went up two to one. Atlanta came back. I can't hear this negativity. I'm just saying. I can't it. hear you it. You said it. You said I it, not me. I, <laughs> I said I want them to have the the, the the easiest route possible. No, I want them to ball out. Oh, yeah. I, want them to ball out. I don't care who we play anymore. I really I can't don't. Do, I can't do another year of, of not getting At this getting point, to I don't conference. care who we play. At this point, at point in my, my stage with the 76ers, I do not care who they play anymore. I really don't. Because it don't matter how we – like you said, the negativity, it don't matter how we have it shaped up and how we want it. We get exactly what we want, and they still found a way to fudge it up. So it don't matter to me. <laughs> it really don't. But, uh, yeah, that last segment was brought to you by Primo Hoagies. It's not just a hoagie. Uh-uh. It's a Primo. almost forgot to put that in there, Rob. Uh, <laughs> listen, give me your uh, final thoughts, man. Give me your final thoughts when we get in the Q&A. Final thoughts, I am excited, man. Not only with – just with basketball as a whole right now with March Madness and everything going on, but the playoffs are right around the corner. Like, I can smell it, man. This is what we watch basketball for. We we watch the NBA basketball for the postseason. We don't – you know, the regular season, it, it's a grind. It's a drag, honestly, a lot of the times of the season. This is what we here. This is what we're here for. This is what we rebuilt for. We went through a lot of things to get to this point. This is the best we've looked in a long time. Take it in, enjoy the ride, and and that's how I'm feeling. Hey man, listen. Um, let's handle business. I, I I really want that Milwaukee game. I feel like you get that Milwaukee game. You get another uh, rest date with him beating hard against the Pistons. I do not worry about losing to the Pistons. You get a Saturday night. 
game Saturday afternoon actually against Charlotte. You play one of the two. You play them both against Cleveland. You play one of the two against the Pacers. You play one of the two against the Raptors. You play one of the two against the Pacers again, and then you sit both of them against the Pistons. That should be enough rest to go into the first round. Mm-hmm. That should be enough rest to go into the first round. Handle business. We've we've pretty much accurately called the season how it's been playing out. We said they were going to go on like a 10-game, 12-game run in January and February. They did. We said they have a few hiccups in March. They did. And they pulled out some wins that we had as losses, too. Let's accurately focus on finishing the season strong and getting into the playoffs healthy, rested, and the home court advantage. And that's it. And that's it. Hey, yo, man, listen. This is the part of the show that I always love. Q&A is where you all have the questions and we have the answers. But this season, we kind of flipped it a little bit. We asked you all the questions, and you guys have been giving us the answers. And Q&A is brought to you by Grook Boys Barbecue, food, family, and fun. For all your barbecue needs, check out my man Matt Grook doing big things, big, big things, at Grook Boys Barbecue on Instagram. And at GrookBoysBarbecue.com. Get your orders in for the playoffs. Get that pulled pork ready. Get them ribs ready. He can he can do it all. Mac and cheese is fire. Coleslaw is on point. The burgers. He's got the rub love seasoning. Oh my God, Rob. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, man. It is no joke. It is no joke. Hit my man Matt Grork up for, from Grook Boys Barbecue, and uh, he will definitely take care of all your needs. Uh, 856-431-3040. Hey, Rob, man, hit him with the Q&A. Let's go. All right, so based off of uh, our, our need still on the bench, our question was, what are the Philadelphia Sixers' needs off the bench? And uh, this bench is an issue, man. <laughs> All right, let's see. Mr. Seaway Science said, zero wasted minutes. Don't put the starters in a position where they can cons- where they constantly have to play catch up when the blue coats <laughs> lose the lead. I'm also gonna need Glenn to identify the playoff rotation and roll with it. Don't need to see Furk and Shake anymore. Okay, uh, I agree with that to an extent because. Furk and Shake won us a game or two the last the last uh, time we talked. The bench is going to have to step up. And we all know this. And there's going to be a game that you can steal if Furk or Shake get hot. They both have seen the ball go through the uh, hoop last uh, last time they played significant minutes. So hopefully, you know, coming down the stretch, they're going to get more playing time and be prepared to. Uh, go to battle with Embiid and Hart and Maxi. What else you got, Rob? Alright, Mike from Del Rance. I think Maxi off the bench could be the answer. 
You know what's funny? I heard that uh I don't I heard that last week somewhere and I was I wasn't listening to a radio. I, I think I was I was ear hustling someone's conversation and someone mentioned that. And then actually Mike from Delran, he hit me up and asked me my thought on that. And um right now I'm not I'm not changing anything. Um I like how our starters play. Uh, they need to be more consistent with each other. Um, so it's going to be up to Doc to play Maxi with the second unit so you can continue to get that firepower. I think you should play Maxi with the second unit more than you play Harden with the second unit. From what I've been seeing. So mm-hmm. what else you got, Rob? All right. Uh, Joe Bucci said uh, another defensive ace. Yeah, I mean, but at this point, we saw last season all the defense we had; it still wasn't enough. So, it, listen, defense is always key, but I'd rather try to outscore you. Sixers are putting up 120 points the last couple of games, so and the other teams aren't keeping up. So let's see if we can still put pressure on the other teams to uh, keep up with uh, our pace. And not really worry about two. Just get the defensive stop when you need it, mm-hmm. instead of getting the defensive stops every possession. Just get the key ones when you need need it in the crunch of the game, and then you know you should be all right. Hey, Rob, man, give me one more. All right, last one. Mike from Delran said JJ Reddick. Can you imagine? Pull him out. Yeah, I'm not. Listen, I ain't addressing that. Give me something else besides Mike from Delran. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Hey yo man, that was listen, I'm wrapping that up, man. Hey yo, this is that's QA. Um brought to you by Grook Boys Barbecue. If you guys have any questions or you want to hit us up, uh hit us up on our social media and uh, we'll definitely get to it. Uh hey Rob, man, listen. I hope this week goes by quickly for you. I hope it is prosperous. And I hope it don't feel like we haven't talked in so long like it did this week, man. Right. <laughs> Shout out to uh, the Villanova Wildcats making it to the uh, Final Four. Yes, gonna have a tough... Listen, they're going to have a tough one against uh, Miami or Kansas. And, uh, you know, but, you know, we, we all pull for Nova Nation. And, you, you know, uh, Mr. Michael Connell, that's his, uh, that's his school right there. So uh, he would be on the mic right now saying, let's go, T-Will. Villanova, let's go. So, <laughs> you know, I'll say for you, Mike. Um, but uh, other than that, Rob, what you got going on? Anything? No, nah, I mean just riding the the Nova the Nova wave and the Sixers wave and paying attention to NFL free agency. Just just a lot of things sports wise. It's, it's it's an interesting time in sports. So yeah, yeah. And the Phillies still have no pitching and no defense. But we're not going to talk about that. Nah, <laughs> nah. We're we here for the about that. <laughs> We're here for the dingers, right? Exactly. Hey, yo, man, this was another edition of Philly Full Court Press. I'm your host, Big T. Will. That's Robert Brown. We appreciate all you mother fathers. Get out there and vote for us into this final round of the bracket of 64. And uh, let's see if we can see this thing through. We will talk to you on the next episode, hopefully with two Sixer wins. Peace. What's up, everyone? It's Robert Brown from Full Court Press. You can find Full Court Press on any streaming podcast platform. Follow us on Twitter at FullCourt76 and on Instagram at FullCourtPress76. 
If you have any questions for us or the Full Court family, you can email us at fullcourtpress76 at gmail.com. Once again, thank you for your support, and it's always appreciated.